Hello, this is Chris from We Hate Bards. I'd just like to thank you for listening to our podcast. And if you like what you hear, we have plenty of more podcast material on iTunes, or you can check our website at wehatebardspodcast.com. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at We Hate Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wehatebards. Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening. And now, on to the podcast. Greetings! This is Chris again, and we're going to be playing another edition of solo questing of Tunnels and Trolls. Um, and Grunar the Steady is back for his fourth iteration. Um, was able to survive a very much easy uh, time in the city last time, but now he's uh, feeling confident he's out for adventure. Now, I said last time we were going to be doing some type of other module that like was called like the Fool's God something, like going to a temple. But I took a look at the module, and it's it's really meant for somebody who doesn't really have anything. You're not allowed to bring any weapons or armor from this village, and you go and you like pick up weapons and things like that from you know going into like this trial something like that. And that doesn't fit Grunar. Maybe we'll come back to that module another time and like bring like another pregen. But so I had another couple other modules that I downloaded from Drive Through RPG Press, and one was called the T the Temple of Izoth, and it's got this really nasty Cthulhu looking monster on the front uh wrapping his tentacles around uh some dude uh so that looks pretty good um i'm kind of nervous about it because this could be one of those uh really nasty modules that uh totally murders my character when i fail a saving throw but okay so i had some money and i had some stuff so i had um uh, like a bunch of stuff from the previous adventure like i had a dragon brooch and i sold it uh, for half the amount of value you know as standard for rpgs you can only get half the much paid for it um and i purchased some things one i purchased some poison that's right Grunar's getting into the poison business so uh because poison is, is is hella dangerous in this game so i bought some qra poison and it's the most pain poison and we are totally going to be adding that up to uh our our weapons so uh also um I purchased myself, um, well, actually purchased because uh, you really can't buy it, um, so basically uh, Grunar uh, probably broke a tree branch down, which has made it into a huge club, and I actually did stat it out, and it took me about half an hour between the previous adventure and this adventure, because uh, spoiler alert, I'm recording them on the same night, uh, to get th this uh, dwarven club per se, which is really like a trollish club, which is an enormous club, then I paid to have it um, augmented to make it a bit stronger and heavier on the end. So I have a dwarven club, which is uh, has a lot of dice, and in fact, oh my goodness, I, in fact, I don't have enough dice. I'm gonna have to. Where in the world was my bag of dice? I threw on here some. Oh, here it is. Ah, there it is. I'm gonna have to fish some more dice out of here because uh, eight. Uh, hold on, let me get in here. Uh, that's the thing. Let me grab that eight, nine. That's right, nine, ten. Oh, oh, wait, no, that's the colored dice. See, I use, uh, when I'm playing Tunnels and Trolls, um, because I have to roll, like, both sets of dice, I'm using a, uh, like, white dice for my dice, uh, colored dice for, like, the monster dice, where the monsters fight. You're rolling for both. So, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, so I roll 11d6 when I attack with this enormous weapon that I'm going to smite people with. But, at the same time, I can't use a shield when I use it. So... I still have my dwarven club. I still have my huge hammer with me, uh, but I'm gonna be rocking this dwarven club for a little bit because I have a feeling this module is gonna be hella dangerous. Um, I'm also going to uh, huh. I'm going to let's see. I'm going to. I'm going to start out by adding some Wolfsbane poison to it. So just kind of smear that all over it. Yeah, I'm going to smear the poison on. So uh, poison lasts for like nine rounds, uh, according to like the Tunnels and Trolls handbook. Um, and Wolfsbane uh, reduces the, the combat adds of a person by half when you injure them which is super dangerous. So that's what I basically spent. Oh, and I also upped, my, uh, uh, upped his luck and his speed. So Gru uh, Grunar's speed is now 9. His luck is now 15 uh, because having because I, I spent all those adventure points from last session because 
having like a like a like a poor luck is just is suicide in this game. So, uh, the person who wrote this module is Dan Hembry, uh, copyright two thousand ten. So it gives uh, general instructions. Uh, da, 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 special damage, recovery, you can't recover, saving throws, standard thing, adventure points. Um, okay, so, I mean, we've used most of this stuff, so let's just go right to the introduction and uh, see if we can actually beat this module before horribly dying. So, you must help me. The priests of Isloth have carried my son away. He's used sacrifice to their dark god the very night. Where's the money, old man? Uh, the man pleading with you has a look of a farmer. He wears a simple wood clothes that are stained red by the soil of the region, and his hands are cracked and calloused. His face is tanned and weather-beaten, but is now lined with worry and sorrow. I know you're a great warrior. You're damn straight. The innkeeper has told me the stories that you shared with him on your ventures. I... Grunar hasn't got, like, many adventures. He basically go around, like, murk people and got a little bit of money. But, you know... Maybe some embellishment. I'll pay you 100 gold talents if you go to the Temple of Ithoth and rescue him. The Temple of Ithoth? You have, you have heard only rumors of the dark and foreboding place. Horrible stories of demons and the undead. The priests of Ithoth are said to be fanatics that serve the great beast Ithoth and sate his fiendish appetite. No one has entered the temple has been seen again. This man asks you to risk a great deal and offers little in return. They accept the reward the man has offered. Go to 45. If you demand more money to the, uh, to undertake this dangerous mission, go to 12. If you use the reward and agree to assist the man, go to page 23. Uh, Grunar knows that, like, he's probably... It, Grunar knows this man is, like, dirt poor. And probably 100 gold is all this man has got. And so the reason why he's not going to ask for more is not because, you know, he's a nice dwarf. And he cares about this man. He knows it because he knows pretty much for a fact that this man doesn't have any more money. So, he's just going to say, sure, I'll do it. Go to fade 45. So, all right. Thank you, brave sir. The f all right, so I get 100 gold. Uh, let's see. So, I got 100 gold now. Add that. Thank you, brave sir. The farmer takes your hand and shakes it vigorously. Free my son and bring him to me, and you will have your reward. Now please go, before it is too late. This surely will sacrifice him before the sunrise. Go to page 34. Alright, 34. Uh, also, so, I'm going to put a parenthesis around that. I haven't gotten it yet. He promised it to me. Oh, you better believe. He better. He he, he best deliver. Because mm. Grudar, um, if it's one thing, um, he's going to get paid. So you quickly secure your weapons, armor, equipment from the inn and make your way toward the Temple of Isoth. The temple lies in the outskirts of town. No one is quite sure where the priest of Ithoth came to the area. One day this was just another feral tract of farmland, then the next it was a desolate laceland. The temple sits in the center of the waste. You judge for two hours through the dusty, broken land until you finally catch sight of the building. The temple is a simple square structure. One would hardly guess it to serve as a temple to the dark and terrible demon Isoth. You have no idea what waits you inside, but you steady yourself for the worst. As you draw closer, you notice that there are no walls protecting the temple, and you see no signs of guards. You get within 20 feet of the temple before you stop and crouch down behind a boulder. A large set of double doors stands in front of the building. There are no windows and any other obvious ways to enter inside. If you walk up to the front of the temple and open the doors, go to picture two. If you want to circle the temple and search another way and go to one, uh, we're going to search the temple. There's no way we're going to the front door. That ain't happening. Okay, go to one. Make a saving throw unlock. If you make uh, make a saving throw, if you make a saving throw level two, go to 56. If you make one, go to 69. If you fail, go to 72. All right, so I got 15. So it's possible for me to get a saving throw to unlock. Like, it's possible. Unlikely, but possible. <laughs> oh, 10 plus 15 is 25. That means I make it. Screw you, module. All right, so we go, uh, if you get make seven, go to page 56. All right. Woo, a little bit of luck. You make your way around the temple, scanning the bare walls for any signs of hidden entrance. Luck is on your side for once. That's right, because I spent all those venture points. Along the eastern side of the temple, you spot a small crack in the wall. There is another crack three feet to the left of the one you first found, and a third overhead that connects the two. Uh, it must be a door, you think. If you want to try and open the secret door, go to page 67. If you'd rather return to the front of the temple and enter the front, go to page 52. Uh, we're going to go through the, the side. Uh, make a level one saving throw on int. If you make a saving throw, go to 75. If you fail, you are able to figure out how to open the door. Uh, ooh, his int is not good. Oh, it's 10. Just... Ooh, I just fail it. 19. Okay, so I, I have no idea how to open it. Um, uh, 
You head and shake your head at your incompetence and return to the front door. Go to page 52. All right, so lucky, but not smart. You carefully open the front door. It creaks open slightly as you open it, but even the slight sound of the signs of the temple interior sets your nerves on edge. You squeeze the doorway into a well-lit chamber. Unfortunately, the temple is not without guards. Make it over this paragraph uh, number and go to page 37. All right, so uh, number 52. And I'm just going to put an asterisk by it. I don't know why they want me to note it. They must uh, uh, Make a note of this paragraph and go to 37. If you survive this, return here. Oh, okay. So I got to go. Uh, so I got to go to page 37 and then come back. Okay. A, a roving band of 1d3 temple guards. One temple guard uh, enters the chamber. They are dressed in crimson leather armor and wield spears. The faceplate of their steel helmet bears image of different scowling demons. If you're wearing green or crimson robes, Make a level 2 saving throw on luck. Uh, uh, if you succeed, the guards ignoring and proceed through the room without a word. If you fail the roll or are not wearing any robes, we're not wearing robes, the guards will immediately attack. Each guard has a monster ring of 20 and an armor that will take 4 uh, hits in combat. Review the guards, you can take their spears. Uh, each guard also carries 1d6 gold in the belt pouch. If you try to remove their helmets or armor, you find... Uh, they will not come off no matter how hard you uh, you pull. Return the previous paragraph. You defeated. This is the end. Okay. So. You hear that? That's 11d6. Alright, so the monster rating a 20. Alright, and he gets. Alright. So. Yeah, so. Uh. Ooh, I didn't even roll that good. All right, so let's just get rid of these dice here and another six here. And how much has he got? Ten. So he got... So I do six, eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine damage. And... Uh, how much monster rating? So yeah, so I rolled pretty poorly on that. Uh, but now, but now since he's injured with that uh, that poison, uh, it totally reduces his combat adds to five. So three d six plus five, so five eight, so thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, the Oh yeah. That's that's. You know, just paste, just paste, crush him to death. Uh, so he is totally dead. Uh, and he has how many gold on him? He has five gold on him, which is uh my gold now. And uh, each has uh, what has he got? Uh, eight decks. Uh, there's spear. Okay, got a spear. Oh, uh, spear times three now, because I actually have two spears first. Uh, so I go back to the previous paragraph, page fifty-two. Oh. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. So, like, if, you know, each time that it wants me to fight these guys, it's going to say, make a note, go there, and come back here. I got it. Uh, so, I got to make a note. So, he had, like, a 20, so that's 20 AP. So, I got... I forgot that the previous modules, uh, when you defeat monsters, you get adventure points for how many, like, monster ratings they have. So I had, I, for like for the first couple of modules, I wasn't writing that down. And I had to like go back and figure it out. So I'm keeping track now. So, Merkdom. If you survive, return here. The room is illuminated by torches set each of the four walls. The walls and stuff are covered in elaborate tapestries bearing image of a dread demon, Isoth, rising from the sea, destroying cities, slaughtering armies, and laying waste to farms, forests, and meadows. Ugh. A broad table sits along the wall. On the table is a large porcelain jug and several copper cups. Inside the jug is a sweet-smelling red liquid. One archway leads from the room to the west and the east. Oh, boy. All right, so I'm in the middle room. I'm going to make a little map. So door to the east. Uh, so on the table is a large portion jug, which we are not drinking. Lower to the west and east. So we got two rooms. Uh, the large double doors leading out of the temple uh, are to the south. Okay, All right out. Uh, if you want to pour yourself a drink, go to Jug Page 44. There is no way we're doing that. If you would like to inspect the image of the tapestries, go to Page 35. If you want to leave by the archway west, go to 36. If you want to leave to the archway east, go to 73. If you want to abandon your search for the former sun and flee this evil place, go to 76. Well, not yet. We're not going to do that yet. We're not, we, we murked one guard. Things aren't looking too dangerous. So let's go... 
let's go west. So that's that this will west. So we'll go to page 36. Whoever knows what that's going to be. Okay, hold on. You enter a dimly, dim, dimly lit rectangular chamber. Row 1d6. On a 1 and 2, you make a note of this of this paragraph and go to page 59. Okay. No. Uh, okay. Uh, there are 20 simple cots lined up along the western wall of this chamber. Each cot has a small table beside it and a wall space sitting on top. Clearly, this is a dormitory of some sort. At the foot of the cots in the center of the room is a pile of three lumpy cloth sacks. On the southern wall is a large wardrobe. Uh, the doors in the wardrobe are covered in strange carving of beasts, demons, and men. They are mixed together in a writhing mass, all caught in the collection of eight massive tentacles. At the northern end of the room, there is a door set in the eastern wall. Okay, door set in the eastern wall. Uh, at the southern end of the room, there is an open archway leading to the east. If you want to open the wardrobe, go to page 68. If you want to check on the old sacks, go to page 72. If you want to open the northern door... Uh, leading east, go to page 24. If you want to exit to the southern archway, leading to page 14. Uh, let's open the wardrobe. Go to page 68. I mean, we are here to uh, steal stuff. You set up the wardrobe and try to ignore the ghastly cartridge. You take hold of one of the handles, half expecting one of the cards to leap out you at any moment. You open the door, row 6, and a 1 to 2, go to here, go to here, go to here. Interesting. Oh, dropped it. 4. Uh, on a 3 to 4, go to page 71. Okay. Inside the wardrobe is a single suit of crimson leather armor and a full steel helmet. Both the armor and helmet look like they were made by master craftsmen. The leather armor is decorated by strange, roby patterns that seem to wrap around each piece of the armor. The faceplate is a helmet is skillfully crafted in the visage of a horned skull. If you want to put on the armor, go to 10. If you want to put on the helmet, go to 72. If you decide to leave them alone, you can investigate the cloth sacks if you have not done so. Uh, open the northern door or exit through the southern archway. Hmm. Hmm. Eh, no, we're not going to put in any of this stuff. This stuff is cursed. Uh, this stuff is horribly cursed. We're not touching. We're not touching any of this stuff. Uh, uh, if you decide to leave them alone, you can investigate the cloth sacks, um, probably filled with garbage, uh, or go to the north, which we're going to do, and go to page 24, which that's what we're going to do. Okay. 24. So we want to go north. I'm, I'm, I'm mapping as well. So so 24. All right. Uh, you open the door and are brightly in the room. If you, ha if you have been here before, go to, uh, to 43. We haven't. Two sets of spiral stairs uh, lead to a well-lit second floor and down into a dark cellar. There are doors in the western and eastern walls, and there are also two guards stationed here standing by each of the staircase. Each garment is wearing a helmet with a face mask, bearing images of a scowling demon. If you have fought anyone in this room, you just uh, you just came from, go to 13. If you fought anyone in the room, you just came from, go to 13. Otherwise, go to page 2. Okay, we'll go to page 2. The guards are standing by... Uh, the guards are started by your sudden appearance, not standing by. If you are wearing green and crimson robes, make you luck. I'm not. If, if you make it, go to page 20. If you fail... Uh, wearing robes, the guards immediately draw their sabers attack. Each guard has a monster rating this and wears an armor that takes six hits. They will defeat the guards. So first things first, I am going to uh, throw a spirit one. So I have to make a... Uh, ooh. I always forget because uh, Grunar is not the best uh, like ranged guy. He doesn't like do ranged combat. So uh, we got to find out like what the... This, uh, so they are... They're medium. Hold on a second. This is crazy. All right, so, uh, so I have to. Uh, oh, so yeah. So if he, I have to make a level one saving throw on dexterity when I throw a spear. So like basically, I wait for them to get up like right up on me before I throw a spear right at their face. <laughs> and I do it. Yeah. So he takes uh, 3d6 damage right away. One of them does. So uh, 6, 9, oh, it takes 6 hits. So the first one only takes like 3, it takes 3 damage from a spear and then it's go time, baby. Uh, yeah, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So, 
So he's going to roll his <laughs> his 3d10, uh, 3d6 plus 10. Uh, so he's going to get 10, 20. So 20 minus my 28. So I basically get this plus 8. Uh, 10, 20... Uh, oh yeah, so, so it's the first one Merc completely just like crushes skull in uh, pace. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's uh, let's Babe Ruth point the the war club at the other guy and uh, yeah, let's go let's go this guy. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a lot of sixes, folks. That's a lot of sixes. All right, so that's that's like Yahtzee style sixes. Uh, so that's ten, twenty, uh, thirty, uh, like. 40, 50, like, uh, yeah, he's also, like, like, you know, uh, you know, kind of, you know, it's like if, you know, like, if I cut little slits, it, like, for armholes and, like, leg holes and, like, a tube of toothpaste, and then just, like, jumped on it, like, all the stuff goes out those holes, I mean, that's what it's kind of like, you know, I imagine it's like, so it's a big mess, uh, but Grunard doesn't matter, okay, so I also kid those two, so that's another 20, another 20, um, Okay, six hits. Uh, if you're able to defeat the guards, go to page 32. Uh, if you, uh, Yeah, we defeat them. So, 32. Both the guards lie dead at your feet. See you later. Uh, you may take their sabers. Uh, ooh, ooh, two sabers. Sabers? That's 110 gold. Because uh, we're going to sell the hell out of those things. Because even though I, I didn't have enough money to buy a gun yet, there will be a time when the gun comes. Uh, each, uh, let's see, uh, and crossbows, ooh, ooh, and crossbows, each guard is equipped with containing coin quarrels and 3d6 coins. Okay, so he has 12 gold and uh, 8, 11, so 20, 24 gold? Yeah, so I got 29 gold so far. I mean, that's not bad. Uh, two, and, and, and two crossbows. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down. I imagine, like, he just has, like, a sack that he's kind of, like, dragging behind him. This isn't all, like, you know, like, static. Like, so, still a side note. Whenever, like, I see, uh, like, fantasy games or game art and, like, see, like, what people look like. I mean, they're, like, decked out and, like, all sorts of stuff, and things are everywhere, and bottles of potions, he's got, like, three crossbows, and a couple swords, and I'm, like, and I'm, like, my goodness, try putting on, like, a, like, a backpack and holding, like, three items. Like, that just isn't, it isn't gonna work. So, so, Grunar has, uh, basically, his club, his shield and shield and other club, which are probably on his back. He has a backpack with a bunch of his stuff in it, and then he's probably walking around with a bag. And then, like when combat starts, drop the bag and let's let's party. So that's how that's gonna work. All right. So throw the crossbows in the bag. All right. So uh, yeah, cause uh, cause crossbows take a lot to 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 uh to load and stuff. And how much damage does a crossbow do? Let's see here. Crossbows do a good amount of damage, I think. I thought they did like a hell of a lot of damage, in fact. Let's see here. Shields, armor, 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 armor. Guns, which we're going to get. All right, so let's see. Throwing stars, pocket slings, small boulders. Ooh, okay. Light bow, heavy bow, heavy crossbow, 66. Uh, medium crossbow, 46. So, uh, so not bad. So these heavy crossbows, uh, this is so like 46, really. I mean, not much better than a spear, so, yeah. You can try to remove the helmets of the guards, but no matter how mad you pull them, uh, blah, blah, blah. If you want to go to the second floor, go to 11. If you go to the dark spiral staircase to the basement, take a torch from the wall, sconce, and go to page 54. Uh, we gotta go downstairs, so that's where everybody is. We go to 54. You know, that's where all the stuff is going. Alright, 54. Uh... You are at the northern end of a dark chamber. Sorry, so we staircase down. The northern end of a dark chamber and stinks of mildew and rot. Filling the chamber's row and row of coffins. An open doorway lies at the south end of the chamber, but you must pass the row of coffins to get there. If you investigate one of the coffins, go to page 65. Uh, if you quietly cross the room, go to page 48. If you go up the stairs, go to page 43. Uh, 
we're gonna try and quietly cross the room because I don't because coffins are as bad. You start to make your way through the rows of coffins. Most of the coffins are set closely together, forcing you to weave your way through the rows at irregular intervals. Make a level two saving throw on luck. If you succeed, go here. If you fail, go here. All right. Nine plus the 24. Uh, I don't make it. I just don't make it. If you fail, go to page 66. All right. 66. All right. Uh, as you slowly make your way through the maze of coffins, the lid of the coffins to your right suddenly burst open. Allow Mo come inside. Then, by the light of the flickering torch, you see a clawed hand reach out and grab hold of the side of the coffin. A hideous-looking head follows. Oh boy, your skin is pale blue and its eyes are dull white with wet matted hair. Oh, gross. The creature looks like a drowned man you once saw washed up along the coast. Oh, and there's a gross picture too. Super gross. The blue tinted corpse rises from inside the coffin, looks up and snarls. Suddenly, a second coffin opens up, another corpse rises to feast on your warm flesh. Both ghouls lunge at you, slashing and grabbing with their clawed hands. Each ghoul has a monster rating of 30, uh, 4 plus 15. Uh, if one of the ghouls rolls a 3 or more 6s in combat turn, it has grabbed a piece of your armor and ripped it from your body. You must deduct 1 from your protection level of your body armor. If you are not wearing body armor, then you take 1 point of extra spite damage. If you manage to defeat the ghouls, go here. If not, this is the end. I like how it's like, it's like, if you feel good, if not, yeah. Tough luck, you did. All right, so uh, let's fight the first ghoul. Uh, so he rolls four dice. I roll this. I get fifteen. All right, so I get ten. Uh, let's see, uh, twenty. Let's see, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirty, thirty-three, plus twenty-eight is 51 all right so that's 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 pretty substantial so he gets he gets four dice uh and he gets 15 ads <laughs> he rolled four ones so that is uh that is 19 t uh that is 19 total uh and i completely uh you know turn him into ghoul paste uh i turn to his ghoul friend and uh yeah, I'm gonna do the same. Uh, all right, so this is gonna be that's let's see, ten. Let's see, five. And that's gonna be twenty and six, seven, eight. Twenty-eight plus twenty-eight is fifty-six. So fifty-six. Oh, I actually think that might have been higher with the last one. Yeah. So I, I'm. I, I went to school for other things, social work, not for uh, math. So my math is poor. Uh, mental math isn't uh, one of my skills that I've uh, uh, trained. I used to be very, very good at math, but uh, after you know twenty some odd years of not taking math classes and practicing, hmm, it's probably uh, not doing too great. So uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, twenty nine. Uh, yeah, he's also ooze. He's also he's also. Gross. Uh, so if you defeat the ghouls, go to page 74, uh, which I totally do. They're dead. Uh, the ghouls crumple onto the The ghouls crumple to the floor or the weight of your devastating blows. Yes, they do. You check the two coffins and emerge. You see if there's anything of value in tomb of the creatures. I like this module because it, it's like, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what Gordon would do. Let's just check through where they live. You, uh, but you only find pools of vile water. You kick the corpse to make sure they are truly dead, and then continue to move through those coffins. If you're going to op go through the open archway, go 9. If you're headed to the staircase leading up, go to page 43. Go through the door uh, doorway, go to 9. There's got, th like, this is where things are. You are in a dark, dark chamber that stinks of mildew and rot. Filling the chamber is rows upon rows of coffin. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, northern chamber. You must pass through rows of coffins to get there. If you quietly... Uh, if you go through the open doorway to the south, go to page 29, which is where I was going to go. Uh, okay, so I, th so, hold on a second. So, make sure, so I, I think I, it's, because sometimes when I do these, I sometimes get it mixed up and I do this wrong. I want to make sure that this is right. So, uh, let's see. Are you a dark team? There's rows of coffins. Uh, if you quietly cross the room to the stairway... Go through the open doorway to the south. Oh, so we tried to go to the to, to the stairway. Oh, that was a mistake. Uh, so we want to go to the doorway to the south, actually. So, yeah. So, 
Okay, so I I I, I kill those ghouls for nothing. Uh oh, also I get I get uh. Uh, 30 and 30. Kill those ghouls. You enter a massive chamber with a dome roof. High above you see light emanating from a circular opening in the ceiling. The floor is paved with slate flagstones. As you walk across the floor, the footsteps start to echo throughout the chamber. The walls are covered in highly polished marble. The room is bare with the exception of a large pool of water in the center. The smell of fish seems to be coming from the pool. If you want to continue into the chamber, investigate the pool. If you want to go back the way you came, uh, let's investigate the pool. I am going to add... Uh, uh, I'm going to add some more, I'm going to add some curare poison, curare poison, uh, cause yeah, that just doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't seem right. All right, so let's go to page 41. Okay. Uh, so look towards the pool. As you draw close, you see small flashes of light coming from around the pool. Soon you see the source of the flashing light are several diamonds that are scattered around the edge of the pool like small drops of water. The water in the pool is dark and murky. It smells strongly of the sea, and you see a thick crust of salt crust in the side of the pool. You start picking up the diamonds. Go to page 61. You'd rather leave the diamonds alone back to where you came. Go to 9. We're going to go back to 9. That is, that is, that is a hell of a trap. We're not doing that. Okay, so, like, that is... No, 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 no. Like, Grunar is greedy, but he's not stupid. He's not, he's not Grulu stupid. Like, Grulu would have picked those diamonds up, no problem. But Grunar's like, oh, goes up to the, the pit, sees a bunch of diamonds around, like, a filthy pit, and is like, mm, we'll just, we'll just skip that. So, uh, so, we already killed the, so, uh, if you try to cross the room, go to the stairway to 48. So, we try to go to the stairway. Um, we already defeated the ghouls, so, uh, if you make it, go to page 57. So I say we make it, because uh, we already defeated the ghouls. So, uh, all right. If you are going toward the open door, if you head up the staircase, go to page 54. We go up the staircase. Okay, where's 54 at? 53. Uh, if you go up the stairs, go to page 43. Okay. 43. Where's 43? Okay. Okay. You enter a brightly lit room with stairs leading uh, to the north and stairs leading down into darkness. So basically, th there was nothing down there but the pool. Uh, there are doors in the eastern and western walls. Roll 1d6. If, uh, if you roll 1, make a notice paragraph and go to page 59. We don't. Uh, if you go up the staircase, go to 11. If you go back down the staircase, take a torch. Uh, we're going to go up this... Uh, if you want to go up the staircase, we're going to go up the staircase. So basically... Uh, I know it seemed a little bit confusing, but basically, like, so down, so basically, we went in this room. There, w there was a staircase that goes up and down. We went down. There was a room with coffins, and then the other side of the coffins was that pool with the room, which was obviously a death trap. And so went back, uh, went up the stairs. And now we're back, basically, in the room we were before. And instead of going down, now we're going to go up. You enter a dim lit chamber lit only by a single lantern hanging from the center of the room. The smell of insects is heavy in the air, and you can see several smoldering pots lying on the floor. The walls and ceilings are covered in crimson and green tapestries. Roll 1d6. On a 1 to 3, uh, I'm actually rolling good. I rolled a 6. Making note in a paragraph. So there's no guards in here. At the far end of the chamber is an iron bathtub filled with water. Next to it is a dressing table covered in a number of items, including combs, brushes, files, mirrors, and towels. Also a pot of steaming tea sitting on a, ta a small uh, round table next to a dressing table with a single cup. The only exits in this room are, cl uh, are closed door to the south and the stairs leading uh, down to the west. If you take a drink of the tea, go to 31. If you search the dressing table, go to 51. If you go down the stairs, go to page 43. If you open the door to the south, go to page 4. Uh, let's search the dressing table. Like, there's got to be something around here. So, uh, so you search the, search the items. Uh, and on various worthless items, you find an ornate comb. Ooh, okay. 20 gold. A silver box, 30 gold. A jewel hammer, 50 gold. Uh, you search some time, however, and you start to wonder if you'll be discovered. One, three, six. Uh, ooh, okay, so yeah, I am discovered. Um, so I'm actually not going to write down that amount of stuff. I'm just going to write down a hundred gold. Uh, because I fully plan on just selling that when I get back to town. Uh, uh, we go to page 59, uh, and so we're at 51, and we go back to 59. So 59, I think, was the one with the, uh, the, the guards. Uh, you've been discovered. Roll 1d6. On a 1 to 2, go to page 25. 3 to 6, go like that. Oh, go to page 37. Alright, that sounds worse. Uh, 
Let's see, 37. A roving band of 183 temple guards. Okay. So there's two temple guards. Uh, they have monster rating of 20, 3d10. Okay, so... Oh, and I and I and I added the curare poison to it. Ooh, all right, three D plus ten. Ooh, six seven. All right, so he's he could I hit him. He staggers backwards, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do out the math because it's just it's just it's just a preposterous amount. Like there's like probably fifty damage, uh, convulsing on the floor, like unconscious, vomiting. Uh, you know, bad stuff when you get poisoned. Uh. And then I uh, do it to his friend, too. Uh, he Oh, no, he won't. Oh, he rolled so bad. Uh, it's 6. That's 16. Uh, yeah, he's he's also... I do the same thing. Just hit him. He goes down. He's, like, convulsing on the floor. Uh, you know, dead as a doornail. So that's 20 plus 20. Yeah. I'll go to page... Uh, back to page 51. Okay. Uh, paragraph... Uh, return to page 11. All right. Yay. Okay. Uh, okay, so if you search the dressing table we did, if you go down the stairs, if you open the door to the south, go to four. We open the door to the south. You're in a brightly lit chamber. So now we're like in the upstairs. The walls are covered with painted murals depicting men in green crimson robes bring sacrifices to horrible beasts. Ugh. At the southern end of the room, a broad staircase uh, leads upward. Several burning torches sit in elaborate carved marble sconces along the east side of the stairs. Two sconces resemble a writhing mass of tentacles that grip the torch that holds it aloft. Two armored warriors stand at the base of the stairs, each is wearing a red crimson armor and wears a helmet with a faceplate shaped in the image of a scowling demon. Both warriors hold broadswords to the ready. If you fought anyone in the room you just came from, the guards are waiting for you and attack immediately. Uh, go to 20. If you didn't fight anyone... Uh, okay, so we go to 20 because, yeah, we totally were fighting in the room before. Uh, the guards are ready uh, in the move uh, before you enter the chamber. Obviously, we reduce sounds of commonly in a room. You scramble to prepare yourself as they crash into you with their sword swinging, making level 2 saving throw on decks. If you make the saving throw, you're able to maneuver yourself out of the way and adequately prepare for the fight to come. If you fail, you fumble your weapon as you frantically try to ward off the incoming blows and drop whatever weapon you had in your hand into the room. If you had a two-handed weapon, you, you, you only lose one of them. Uh, if you had two weapons, okay, you may not and you may not use the weapon you drop in this fight, but you may draw another if you have one. Okay, so I have to level two saving throw on dex. So what's my dex? Eight. Nope, don't make it. Drop the drop the big club. All right, they pull out the big hammer. It's go time. Uh, all right, each guard has this and wears armor that takes six hits if you defeat the guards. All right, I'm pissed. I am just 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 furious. How? Dare you cause me to drop my weapon? How dare you? Uh, so we just 3d6 plus 15. That's 10. So that is 10, uh, 20, 24, plus the other one was 23. Uh, so that's 47 uh, minus his 23. That's 24, and 6 hits is 18 damage. So he's not dead yet. Uh, but he will be this round. Oh, okay, unless he rolls like three sixes, it's, it's over. Uh, 10, 12, that's 25, and is it 10, 30, yeah, he's dead. He, like, you know, I beat him unconscious. Uh, and now, uh, I'm gonna look at his friend, furious with my little, uh, you know, like, little stature, and I'm gonna kill him, too, for making me drop my weapon. Uh, that's unacceptable. Um, he got a five, so that's a 18. Uh, so that's not good. So six... And uh, let's see, five, six, eighteen. That's a twenty. It's twenty-three, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, uh, thirty-two, Oh yeah, so he's dead too. So like, just one hit with my huge hammer, and I just crush him. And I pick up my big club, just furious, and I just I, I work them over. I horribly bash their armor and uh, and kill them. Uh, if, if you defeat the two guards, go to page fifteen. Ah, that's a twenty-five and a twenty-five. I'm marking all this down because I, I really need to get my speed and luck and, like, dexterity up because these saving throws are, are killing me here. Uh, page 15. All right. The last guard falls to the floor and stops moving. You take a few quick deep breaths and bind your wounds. Nope. The broadswords, uh, ooh, 140 gold apiece. Ooh. I'm writing that down. So broadsword. Sword. Uh, and how much are they apiece? 140 times 2? Yeah. 
Neither guards have anything else of value. If you go up the stairs, go to B6. Oh, yeah, we go up the stairs. That's why we came in here. Uh, you climb the stairs and enter a smoke-filled circular chamber. The air is saturated with incense, uh, which causes you to choke and gag. Six green and crimson robe priests stand before a raised dais with a large hole in the center. Five of the priests uh, have their arms raised toward the ceiling are chanting a strange, unintelligible language. The six priests hear the small boy across outstretched arms carrying him toward the hole in the dais. As soon as you step through the doorway in the room, however, the chanting immediately stops. The six priests turn and look at you. Infidel intruder, one shouts angrily. How dare you befoul the shrine of the great temple Isoth! You will not be witness to his true power. Uh, the priest turns to the dais, pulls a handful of, uh, of sparking objects from his robes, and throws them into the opening of the floor. Rinse and destroy your enemies, almighty Uxoth. If you collect any diamonds in the temple, go to page 63. If not, go to page 22. Ooh, maybe I should have picked up those diamonds. Alright. So, yeah, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna dump uh, a bunch of uh, poison... <laughs> Of, 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 uh, of, uh, 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 let's say, uh, let's say Curare Poison, because this fight looks really, uh, uh, not super good. Not super good. Uh, I just, like, just smash it on the top of my hammer. Uh, if not, go to page 22. Alright. That's not good. A great geyser of salty water. Oh, that's a bad-looking picture. That's a bad-looking, like, Cthulhu-esque monster with tentacles and eyes and teeth. Erupts from the opening of the partially flooded chamber. The pots of burning incense the floor pop and hiss as the water reaches them. As the water continues to rise in the room, a tentacle emerges from the opening of dais and feeds uh, and feels around the floor. The tentacle is soon by another and another. Then the body of a horrific beast rises from below. It's a total of eight writhing tentacles and a giant bulbous head with two large black eyes. The eyes seem to be focused on you alone. The priest scramble from the dais, and a monster pulls itself through the hole. Suddenly, the beast raises two of his tentacles and reaches you. You slash and stab furiously the tentacles and attempt to back through the archway behind you, but the beast keeps you on the defense and prevents you from retreating. It soon becomes very clear that it must stand and fight. The tentacle monster has a monster rating of 60, 7 plus 30. Ooh. If it rolls four or more sixes in a single combat turn, uh, one of the tentacles has wrapped around your body, causing 1d6 hits of uh, damage directly to Khan. Ugh. If you manage to defeat the beast, go to 42. If you are defeated with the monster, grab your legs body as one of his tentacles and drag it towards gaping jaws at the end. Alright, folks, this is the big combat. So, uh, alright, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So I get 11 dice. Uh, and he gets 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. And so how many? He's got a monster rating of 60, so he's got 60 hit points. <sighs> All right, folks, this is going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be bad. All right, so, oh, that's not good. He rolled fairly good, so that's 10, uh, that's, uh, so that's 10 plus 20, 23, so that's 23, uh, 23 plus 30, is 53. Alright, so now I gotta roll my dice. And did he roll three sixes? <sighs> he did not. <laughs> oh, that's that looks good. Alright, so that's 10. That looks that looks not not bad. I'm actually pretty satisfied with that. 20, uh, let's see. 30. Uh so that's five. Uh so thirty-four. So, so, so 34 plus 28 is 50, 62, 62, so yeah, so I did 9 points of damage to him, and doubled is 18, because I have my Curie Poison, and it's obviously like a living, breathing monster with tentacle fleshes, so that's 18 points of damage to him. Boom! Hit him with that, he's like, alright, alright, let's go time again, so he gets 7, Oh boy! I see. I am actually like really nervous about this because I've been through like four adventures with Grunar the Steady, and if he if he dies, well, I mean it'd be fitting to die at like the the, the 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 end bad guy, but but still, like I really don't want him to die. Okay, so ooh, all right, good. He didn't do any of that like tentacle wrapping nonsense. So uh, so that is ten, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So that's 21 plus 30 is 51. He got. And I'm going to roll mine. That's not as good. Not as good. 
a lot of twos, which I'm not happy about. So five, that's, that's 10, so five, uh, hold on. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty. 20. Uh, uh, so 31 plus, tw uh, th uh, so 31 plus 28 is 59. Uh, yeah, so that's still, still, still eight points. That's still, uh, 16 points of damage on this guy. So that is a total of, what, uh, 34 points of damage? Yeah. Woo! Okay. All right. So I'm, 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 I'm just, just beating this guy. All right, let's, let's, do, let's do it again. Okay, no sixes. I'm, I'm terrified of getting sixes and just, like, gripping me and doing damage to Khan because that, that sucks. Because in this game, like, luckily, uh, uh, Grunon Steady has a ton of Khan, but, like, usually, like, human has, like, 12. So, like, that's not, not good. All right, so six, so nine, ten, so 22. So that's, that, that, that's a 52 right there. 52 V, well, we're going to find out how much and see if we can't, we can't finally finish this guy off. Oh, that's a lot of sixes. Oh, that's a lot. All right, so 10. Oh, that's a lot of sixes. All right, 20. Ooh, I'm very, I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. So that's 30. Ooh, that's 40, 46. Oh my goodness, 40, 46, 28. So that is a 60, 74. Oh my goodness, so 74. All right, so that's 22. And so that's, that's doubled is 44. Oh, yeah. Oh, I beat him. You beat him. 78 damage. He's dead. I killed him. I killed him. You did. You did it, Soth. I killed your god. Now what you gonna do? Oh, if you managed to defeat the beast, go to 42. Oh, also, uh, I, uh, uh, I also get a monster rating of uh, 60 here for that. All right, so if you mean to beat, go to page 42. Uh, let's see. 41, 42. All right. The monster lunges towards you one last time, and you stab it. Well, I smash it in one of its massive eyes. The beast squeals in pain, uh, and thrashing around and throwing water and blood all over the chamber. Slowly, the beast withdraws from the hole of the floor and vanishes within her sight. Bubbles and blood continue to come from the depths of the beast does not reemerge. Soon, the water begins to drain back out of the room as well. You wipe the blood from the salt water from your face and steady yourself against the wall. The six priests huddle against the wall, stare in disbelief. Three of them break and run for the open archway. The other the three draw daggers from the robes and charge you directly screaming obscenities. Each priest has a monster rating of 15 and wears no armor. If you defeat the priest, go to 78. The priest kill you, pick up your body and toss it in the hole. <laughs> so, so I got three priests. Uh, so, so yeah. So they roll 2 plus 8. That's 10, 20. That's, that's, uh, uh, that's 8, 16. Yeah, the first priest is dead. Uh, so let's go to the second one. Oh yeah, he's also dead. And uh, I turn to the uh, so uh, three. So three one. Ah. Ooh, twelve. Uh, twenty. Oh, he's also dead. That's, that's this still isn't enough. So so that's so I kill those guys. Uh, if you defeat the priest, go to seventy-eight. Oh, I murk them. I murk them dead. Uh, you stand. You stand victorious over the priest of Ithos. A quick search of the body produces a small pouch containing 3d6 diamonds. Ooh, I like diamonds. Hold on here. So that is 11, 13. So 13 diamonds. Oh, 13 diamonds. So 13 diamonds. And it is uh, at 25 GP each. Ooh. And each... Uh, uh, 3d6 diamonds on each priest. On each priest! Oh, so 3d6. Hold on. So that's, uh, 10. So that's 23. Uh, 23. Uh, 23. That's uh, 34 diamonds. Oh my goodness. Oh, 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 uh, I'm not even going to bother. You hear gentle moaning from the far corner of the room. The small boy is stirring. You rush over and pick him up. Wasting no time, you throw him over your shoulder and run for the room, down the stairs, back toward the exit. As you run through the rooms, you hear shouting and screaming, but see no one. 
You finally make your way back to the entry chamber and see that the doors are once again uh, uh, are there once again. In a matter of seconds, you are out of the door and back in the night air. You decide not to test your luck any further and continue to run until you're back in town. The boy's father stands outside the inn waiting. Once he sees you, he rushes forward and grabs his son from your arms. Thank you. I can't tell you how grateful I am. Please take this small token of my gratitude. The farmer hands you a pouch of gold talents you greet upon. Shakes your hand and carries his son away. Congratulations. You performed a great deed. Take 200 uh, AP for completing this adventure. You have saved the young boy, but the priests of Ithos are no, not ones to forget or forget. You should watch your back from now on. The end. Yeah, 200 AP. All right. Oh, my goodness. I defeated the four adventures. I said I was going to go four for four, and I would continue to do this and, and keep going. I didn't even need my other characters. Oh, my goodness. I am super excited. Oh, so, yeah. So, I, I am rich. I got a lot of experience points. Uh... Things are going pretty good. So the four, little postmortem here. So the four other characters that I had uh, written uh, was Hobbs. Uh, uh, was was basically Hobbs is a uh, like a Hobbit. Uh, Triss uh, Banderbags uh, was a, a basically like a thief Hobbit. Uh, and then I had a couple. I had a couple more. I had like a, a, I had four, which was I think the third one. I had, then I had a ghoul, which I, was named Glant. Which I was gonna play like a, a filthy ghoul who was going to wear a full suit of armor, uh, like covered in spices, so he wouldn't smell bad. And then the third one, I think I was gonna be uh, some type of like leprechaun or something. Uh, but dwarf Grunar, um, really, you know, held his own. Uh, so yeah, so I'm really, really excited. I am going to have to uh, spend this money and uh, upgrade my character with all these adventure points that I got, which is uh, which is a hell of a lot. Oh my goodness. So I think, um, I don't know if I'm going to bring back Grunar for any more adventures or if I may just kind of retire him here after his, his fourth adventure. May bring him back for maybe special occasions or something and roll up a new character for other quests uh, because uh, I really don't want him to die. So uh, so yeah, so so end the Temple of Ithoth. Uh, Ithoth and uh, yeah, I totally uh, murked that god and, uh, and his priests and all his friends and uh, I got rich in the process. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, Grunar comes out... Uh, Smell like a rose on top. All right, folks. All right, have a good night. And, uh, yeah. And watch your back for those priests of Ithoth. <laughs>